0: The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. So I'd just like to welcome you all here tonight to the Buddha Loka Centre and to all the people that may be tuning in online. It's very uplifting and encouraging to see people coming out to actually practice meditation, braving the cold and wet weather that is, that is Melbourne. Um, it's, it's really encouraging not only to see people actually coming here to do this, but uh, encouraging to reflect on the reason why you do something like this. Um, We do a practice like this, uh, practicing meditation, practicing mindfulness, practicing compassion. We do this to really try to understand our own minds and not only understand our own minds, but to be better people, better people for ourselves so we can... Understand our own minds more and be more kind and forgiving and understanding of our own various mind states, but also To be to become a better person for those people that are around us Uh, We Change our minds So that we can be more kind and more and more connected to those people around us. We're trying to improve ourselves so we can improve our relationships with all the people around us. So it's a very important thing that you're doing that you're actually taking some time to work on understanding your own mind. Uh, we, We typically do so much work during the day do so many things uh, have to we have to do things we have to make a living we have to we have various responsibilities but it's so important to actually take the time out to try to understand our own minds and to practice and to calm our minds and to develop some insight and clarity into the way that our minds work so. It's very encouraging to to see you all out here doing this and coming out to do this in person and coming together to do this this is uh this is something that's I give my full appreciation for so maybe with that we'll start the formal side of the meditation now so if you'd just like to. Take a comfortable position in your seat. Whatever you find is the most comfortable and what works for you, whether you're sitting on the floor, sitting cross-legged, or whether you're sitting in a seat. It doesn't really matter. The only thing that you should try to try to do is to keep the back nice and straight. It keeps you alert and aware. And just before we start the meditation, just take a moment to reflect how important what you're doing is. How important it is to Train the mind, how important it is not only for yourself but for those around you. And so just determine that as you are doing this most important of jobs, that you will, for the next few minutes, just determined to put everything down and let everything go. Any concerns and worries that you may have. You can just lay these aside. Thoughts about the past and thoughts about the future, they'll... They'll be there after you finish this meditation session. But just for now, just resolve to put all that down and put it aside. We can start tonight by just bringing our awareness to the feeling of our body sitting here. Just exactly as it is. Notice the different sensations throughout the body, the feeling of your body coming in contact with the seat, the feeling of your Maybe your legs crossed over each other, the feeling of your hands resting together. Notice all the different sensations throughout the body. Any sense of vibration or temperature or tingling or tactile touch between your skin and your clothes. Just scan your awareness throughout your body. Similar to shining a light throughout a field. Scan through the body and just Notice the different sensations that are there. Try not to label them as good or bad. As pleasant or painful. Just see them as they merely are. Just a mass or a cloud or a a hub of feelings that arise and pass away. You can move your awareness from the top of your head all the way down through your neck and shoulders and arms and torso and down your legs and all the way down to the bottom of your feet. Just spend the next few minutes moving your attention up and down in this way. And as you notice the sensations throughout the body, start to bring your awareness to any sensations associated with the breath. You can feel all the different sensations in your abdomen as the breath rises and falls, and in your chest as it expands and contracts. You can even feel the sensations in your, in your back and in your shoulders as the breath moves in and out. You can notice it in your throat as it moves up and down. And also you can notice it at the Tip of the nose as the air comes in and goes out. Try to keep your awareness of the breath very broad. And notice how it's flowing in and flowing out of the body. Notice how it feels in all these different areas of the body. Just observe the raw sensations throughout anywhere you can. Really try to feel how the breath moves and permeates and sinks into the body. How the body moves as a single organism, owing to the tide and flow of this breath. If you're finding it hard to keep your awareness on your breath throughout the entirety of your body, you can refine and focus your breath more in one area, say for example the tip of the nose. you can even make a quiet internal mental note as the breath comes in you can think in and as it goes out you can think out really try to anchor your awareness on this process by just thinking in and out, over and over. And if the mind does wander off, you become distracted. There's no need to feel discouraged. Just merely start again refocus your awareness on the breath as it comes in and goes out As you keep your awareness on the breath, you may notice different kinds of moods and emotions that come up in the mind, different thoughts that come in and move the mind around. Try to notice that all these moods, feelings, emotions, thoughts, they're merely something that just arises out of nowhere, remains for a short time and then passes away. Any thoughts of restlessness, thoughts of agitation, Thoughts of frustration, it all just passes away. Any calm, any peace again that too passes away. So try to keep your attention on this one point of the breath coming in and going out. Just like you'd drive a very solid post into the ground, drive it deep into the ground. and with this firm and steady post. If water rises up around it, it just merely splashes around it, moves around it, but the post remains stationary and still and firm. Try to make your mind like this post still and firm and any waves of moods and emotions that crash up against it the post doesn't move try to keep your mind in this point of stillness and develop this Faculty of equanimity with thoughts and the emotions and the moods that arise and merely just splash and break around your stillness and your equanimity. And now try to open your awareness up and make it very broad. And by that I mean try to notice everything that you're experiencing, but still notice it from this central point of where awareness is emanating from, where your attention is emanating from. You can notice the breath and also all the sensations throughout the body. Can notice any sounds that may be in the environment, and also the varieties of moods, thoughts, feelings. Notice that. All of this arises in the same place. It arises right here in this state, in this temporal space that we call our own conscious experience. It all arises here and it all passes away here. Try to make your awareness very broad and just notice this flow of experience. Try not to identify with it, that there is a me sitting here experiencing, or that there is some sort of subject here experiencing the world, but merely just see it as a as a flow of phenomena and a flow of existence So you can adjust your posture now into something a little bit more comfortable. In the session last week, there wasn't so many questions, so I thought, "Oh, sit longer then. It's fine." <laughs> so I don't have to talk for as long, and I don't have to babble on for as long. And speaking of, does anyone have any questions? There's a few questions on the, on the line. Thank you, Ajahn. There's one question online at the moment. Um, Namaste. There are various styles and methods of anapana meditations taught by various teachers. Hmm. Quite confusing. Hmm. How to know the best and correct method? Well, you've only got one breath, so just watch that. (laughs) Yeah there 's only one breath going in there 's only one breath going out, so just watch that one like just, you don 't have to do too much with it um, but yeah obviously i 'm sort of joking I, I you know I understand the question there 's many there's many different techniques and even if you look at the uh anapanasati sutta that the buddha gave uh it can be very varied of the uh uh like the different stages one goes through when one watches the breath and how one can interpret the different feelings associated with the breath in different ways but it it really does just boil down to what you're comfortable with um Watching the breath in the way that feels the most natural for you and feels the most intuitive some people some people do feel like it 's better just to focus on a very uh, singular point of the breath. Some people feel that it 's better to watch the sen- feel the sensations of the breath, some people feel that it 's better to maybe make some kind of mental note in and out or 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 have um or count the breath or view the breath as more this more broader uh um, broader flow of experience that moves throughout your body and all these kinds of things so there are as as the question alludes to there's many many different time uh types and it can be confusing but really you just you have to just practice yourself and you have to just see what feels most comfortable for you and what is something that can hold your attention because the purpose of focusing on something like the breath is to keep your attention in in one point is to keep it within this certain boundary Um, and that's really what what the practices for whether it's whether it's all these different kinds of methods of of watching the breath that doesn't really matter that's sort of ancillary to the the process what is important about the process is keeping the awareness on one thing and keeping it focused on one thing if you can do that then you know what it's 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 not so confusing because um the reality is is Anapanasati is just focusing on one thing. It's focusing on the breath. You don't have to think of all these different ways to do it. You just do whatever feels most natural, natural for you. And you know, if you if you can do this, you'll just you'll find your own natural rhythm. You'll find your own way of watching the breath that feels you know, that feels the most appropriate for you. And so you can you can try different methods you can try these different teachings and it's fine just try it out see if it works um, um, but but the reality is if if you just if you just try to think all oh, i'm I'm watching the breath there's not there's not much there and it's just I'm just focusing on this one thing and however I however I feel comfortable doing that that's you know that's really just the way to do it and if you're practicing anapanasati and uh, the way that you'll know that it's actually working, the the, the particular type of technique that you know is working for you, is your mind will start to become calmer and calmer, and it'll just it'll naturally naturally become calmer. It's not something that you try to think okay i'm doing the anapanasati sutta and then i you know i I feel the breath as it goes in long it goes out long and goes in short and goes out short and then and then i abide in the first jhana and the second jhana and like you you no need to bother about trying to trying to label these things and go through it like that the mind if you keep your mind naturally on this one point your mind will drop further and further and deeper and deeper into calm but the 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 pivotal point of that is keeping your attention on the one thing so so yeah there's many different methods but just just keep your mind on one thing your breath and that'll that should work I'll have to make the last like five minutes of the meditation. I'll have to give an instruction of okay for the last five minutes. Try to think of a question to ask me after the. (laughs) Yeah. Adam, I'm finding. uh, I can just. I'll just repeat. I'll just repeat it if you like. Do I need to go? You can. And by the way, if you want to ask a question and you you don't want to get up to the mic, if you just ask me the question, then I'll I'll just repeat it back so people people online can hear it. Mm. So yeah, what was the question, Uh, sir? My question is, um, it's very easy to go to sleep at this time, Mm. and then your mind is saying, if I can't hold it at this time, Mm. imagine when you were sick or you before you died. It's Mm. almost impossible. To be mindful, and then your mind sinks into this pessimistic lack of confidence and doubts. That's my experience tonight. So, what do you do about that? Or is it okay? Okay, so the question was, is that you know now it's 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 quarter to nine kind of thing, and most people are getting tired at this point. Uh, Most people might be going to getting sleepy, going to bed at this time. So when uh, the person asked when we meditate and we do start to feel sleepy, it's very natural for us to fall into drowsiness and fall into lethargy and actually be sort of falling asleep while we sit and when that does happen we see that this process it's it's very hard to it's very hard to counteract and so that gives one a sense of well if if it's hard for me to fall asleep Ah, uh, sorry. It's hard for me to stay awake and not fall asleep. What's going to happen if I get to this point where I become very sick and I become very ill and you know eventually get to the point where I you know I'm going to pass away? How will I be able to keep my strength of mindfulness uh, in that point if I can't even just if I can't even just stop feeling feeling drowsy? And so then I ask, "Well, what do you do?" And she said, "Well, fall asleep." And so that's. You know, this—it's that's very common. Nearly everybody has this experience. Everybody gets tired. It's you know, your body does have to go to sleep, Um, and likewise, your body will have to get sick. Your body will have to get ill. It will have to pass away at some point. So this is a this is the natural state of the way that the body is. But what we're trying to do through meditation is gradually train that. Gradually train this uh, greater sense of awareness, and trying to keep, trying to keep from slipping into those states. Because when you start to feel, you know, when you start to feel tired, it's you say for example, you're keeping your mindfulness on the breath or whatever it is, and you're becoming focused, focused, focused. This is good. I feel relaxed. This is great. And all of a sudden, you start to get sleepy. Your mind starts to get a little bit dull, and then you can drop into sleepiness. So, what you have to try to train yourself and try to con- continually do this over time, you notice when you're getting up to that point, your mind's coming a little bit calmer, a little bit calmer, but then you start to get sleepy. You start to get sleepy right there. And you have to notice, okay, I'm starting to get sleepy. At that point, really try to reestablish your mindfulness at that time. Okay, okay try not to fall asleep, try not to fall asleep. You can do that at the start. Um, just to, in a way, to shock yourself back awake again a little bit. But what you have to try to do is really refocus your mindfulness at that point. If you can get to that point just before you get sleepy and you reestablish your mindfulness, the mind will become very calm at that point. But usually we get to this point where our mindfulness gets, gets weaker and that's when we drop into sleep. So, if we try to get to that point but make our mindfulness stronger, then the mind will become very, very calm and very still. And so, likewise, when we're getting to the point of, you know, we're getting older and we're getting sicker and all these kinds of things, if we've really practiced with this, just this very simple thing of fighting drowsiness and being, and keeping our mindfulness strong when we do encounter drowsiness, we'll have a much, much better chance of actually dealing with these point when the mind does start to slip away into sickness and illness and and eventually into passing away so this is one of the focal things that we do whenever we are slipping where we are slipping back into into drowsiness or negative emotion or or despondency or any kind of any kind of emotion like that we're trying to reestablish our mindfulness and trying to make it stronger at that point. And that's, that's, that's so important because it's, it's, it's great to be mindful when everything's good and you're happy and you're meditating, oh, this is peaceful, this is great, this is so nice. But it's much more important to have strong mindfulness when things are about to go bad because that's the, the true test of what our, uh, how strong our mind is. So we just continue, just continue with it. Just to, to whenever you notice. Okay, I'm starting to feel drowsy, starting to feel sleepy. Just try to make your mindfulness stronger again. Try to uh, reinvigorate yourself and go. Okay, focus on the breath. No, nope, focus. Don't fall asleep. Focus on the breath. Focus on the breath. And hopefully through that you'll become more and more proficient at it. And you know, there's times you just you fall asleep. It's just. The way it is, uh, so you have to be forgiving with yourself. Um, this this training, this practice, it does take a long time. So it's not like every time you get tired, you're gonna you're gonna be able to reestablish your mindfulness. Sometimes you're gonna get tired and you're gonna drift off and go to sleep, kind of thing. But you know, don't get don't get discouraged. Don't get um, don't get worried about it. Don't get feel defeated. It's it's something that takes time. There's so many, you know, if you, um, uh, when I was living, living in Thailand, uh, what we do, uh, uh, quite, quite often, some places do this every week. You stay, stay awake all night practicing. So you don't go to sleep. Um, you do that on the, on the lunar observance day. This is something, this is a tradition in the Ajahn Chah tradition. And so we'd stay awake all night practicing. Um, and you know, you'd, you'd see some funny things then. You know, at 3 o'clock in the morning, people are sort of doing, like, helicopters, and, <laughs> and so I, I saw one. You, you see guys that have, like, slumped right over. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's normal. But the more you do it, the more you learn to actually deal with it, uh, and you get better and better and better at it. Um, but, you yeah. know but you know it it does take it does take time and it's it's um it's something if you do find you know, you're sitting meditation and you you know you're always falling back into sleep you can you can do different things you can try to get up go for a you know walk meditation for a little while and then go back to sleep so yeah there's one more online question as Namaste. How can watching the sensations of the body help the mind? Well, you know, the the sense of, the sense of, in a way, that like the mind and the body, they're very, very intertwined. Um, one is reliant on the other. And so, anything any kind of any kind of thought and emotion that we actually have if you're if you're mindful of the body and you're mindful of the feelings you'll notice that there's some there is actually some kind of physiological feeling there when you do have some sort of mental state so the the prime example of this is when you start to feel angry you uh, you get anger in the mind you think how somebody wronged you and then the thoughts start to to spiral or get angry at this person but then if you actually notice the physical reactions of the body start to notice maybe maybe your heart beats a little bit faster your neck tenses up your jaw tenses up you have this feeling of sort of like burning burning in your heart area there's there's a physiological reaction to any kind of state that we have. Likewise, if we're calm and we're happy, you know, you might feel, you might feel sort of an ease in the shoulders and all these kinds of things. So watching, watching the sensations in the body can give us a good indication of, of what's actually happening, happening in the mind. If we, if we learn to do this, then actually if you do learn to do a practice like watching the sensations in the body and just watching them arise stay for a while and then pass away this also can help with when you you know you feel these different kinds of negative emotions that come up or destructive emotions you know you can in instead of instead of trying to trying to fight the thoughts that are there you can just instead go okay we'll just watch the sensations i'm angry okay just watch what's happening in the body it takes that 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 power away from the from the mind at that point to, to just to spiral into negativity. If you look back on the body and you look back on the sensations, you can just see it as this kind of pattern of energy that's arising in the body and you don't really identify with it. you just see it as this all these different sensations that are arising and passing away that in a way, dissociates the power of the of the of the thoughts to to spiral out of control because you're changing the focus of your awareness from following along with the negative emotions back towards what's happening in the physical body and you know you're not you're not labeling it or any you know you're not labeling it of you know I'm I'm angry with John because John sent me a nasty email You're looking at okay, what's the feeling? What what are the feelings that are happening at that time? It's it becomes impersonal. And if you can learn to do this, then those kind of emotions, those states, those thoughts, they they just they, they don't have a very long life anymore because you're just watching the sensations and sensations come and go. So learning to actually keep your mind on the body and using the sensations in the body can be a way of understanding what's happening at the mind, but then also letting go of the the mind states as well. So hopefully that answered the question. Any last questions or There's no further questions. We might, it's almost almost nine o'clock now, so we might call it a night. Are there any announcements to make about anything? No, not really. Well, um, the only thing that I can think of is uh, the Sunday morning. Sunday morning, uh, we're quite fortunate. Ajahn Nisarano will be here. Um, he'll be giving he'll be giving the talk here on Sunday morning. Um, you're all welcome to come to that. He gives he gives he's a very lovely monk. He gives nice talks, uh, very friendly. And so, if you got you know got any questions you can think of during the week, I'm sure he'd be happy to answer them as well. Um, and then after that, there'll be uh, a, a shared communal lunch after that. So that's that's the only thing I can really think of. So with that, we might. Call it a night, we'll pay respects to the Buddha Dhamma Sangha <coughs> <coughs> Arahang Sama Sambuto Bhagawa Buddhang Bhagowan Tang Sawaka bhagavata tammo dhammang namasami. Subhati bhagavato sāvaka sangho sanghang namami.